welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. I want you to open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 and uh, I continue to talk on chaos to order. This is going to be a year of order. Order. Ni wetten order, ni ja wetten order. Order. Alsjeblieft. A lot of chaos in our world. A lot of shaking going on. I'm going to talk about that tonight. A lot of people talking about a new world order. But how many of you know God is 10 steps ahead of the devil? So uh, this is a word God gave me for you personally, for your family, your marriage, your business, but then also for our country, our beloved country and every African country. Because we are not here to be onlookers. We are here to be agents of change and to be difference makers. So this year, whatever is chaotic in your life, you are going to see God's kingdom order come to your life. Say amen in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, When God began creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was shapeless and a chaotic mass, with the Spirit of God proving over the dark vapors. Then God said, Let there be light, and, the, and light appeared. And God was pleased with it, and divided the light from the darkness, and He called the light daytime. A lot of darkness in our world. But God wasn't overwhelmed by the darkness didn't call a committee meeting and talk about the darkness and the chaos. God envisaged the beautiful world He wanted and He created something beautiful out of something that was empty, void, hopeless and chaotic. A lot of chaos in our world. Maybe a lot of chaos in your personal life, in your emotions. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God that created everything beautiful out of nothing is the same God that's going to create something beautiful out of every chaotic area of your life and He's going to bring His order to your life. Say amen this morning if you believe it. So, so we see right in the beginning a God of acceleration. Six days, God creates something beautiful out of a chaotic mess. And South Africa, and I know we talk to African nations all over the world, Russia and Ukraine, and people going through so much at this time. I want to say to you that God is the same and we are going to see this year before the 1st of May next year with the elections we are going to see God bring order to our country and restore order to South Africa where our children and our children's children will have a future and will have a hope somebody shout amen in Jesus name I was at my uh, one of my daughters I mean I've got a hundred grandbabies now and at a birthday party with a hundred young couples, all with these toddlers, I thought, thank you, Jesus. I'm not a children's church teacher. And a big shout out to all of you sitting there, hundreds of you with your prams and your babies. Come on, give all these young families a big hand clap. I had a week with them uh, on a holiday and I was exhausted. You live with these babies, okay? So God bless you uh, uh, for being in church. You could have sat at home, but you're not. But I said to them, we're having a party here today, but what we are about is securing a future for those little ones, your children. 
and your children's children. That's why as Christians, we cannot be onlookers. We cannot be passive. We cannot just sit and soak and we cannot just sit and suck our thumbs. We cannot just sit and wait for things to change. We have to become the agents of change and envisage the beautiful world we want for our children and for the future of South Africa, for the economy of South Africa, for the education of South Africa, for the healthcare system of South Africa, for the energy of South Africa. Somebody say amen in Jesus' name. Okay, so, 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 so we all love order. God is a God of order. That's why our minds go like, what's up when we are faced with chaos? Because we are created in the image of God. We are created for things to be functional. We are created to live in a world that is ordered. And things that are out of order right now, we have to reshape that. Not sit and criticize, but become part of the solution. So I wanna say to you, the chaos in your life, will come to order this year. Every area of your life for you to see supernatural acceleration will have to experience the order of God, not Davos order, not what those Western powers are trying to force on the world, but God's order, which stands above the order, the plans of man. And recently we saw a resignation of a very influential uh, politician. I don't want to say where she's from, New Zealand. I mean, and um, that drove a very leftist agenda, which is so anti the Bible. And that's the first of many resignations that's going to happen on planet Earth because God will have His way and the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. Okay? So you are going to see God bring His order. You are going to see God turn your chaos into order. God's going to turn your mess into a message. God's going to turn your tragedy into something beautiful, into triumph. God's going to turn your setback into a comeback. God is going to give you oil for your morning. This year, I prophesy that kingdom order is coming to your life, that darkness will go and the light of the gospel will come and create the order that God has planned for you, that we will see the yoke of poverty broken, not corrupt politicians, but the church of Jesus Christ will arise and we will eradicate the social injustice from the face of the earth. But you better get proactive. And I'm not a politician, but I had a meeting with the president this, year, this week with, many, with some other religious leaders. And everybody said uh, to our president respectfully that we have a failed state Everything in this country is failing under this current rulership. People may hate me for saying, but it's factual. And the church of Jesus Christ cannot accept this any longer. We will see order come to South Africa. Come on, if you love this country, stand to your feet and give the Lord a praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The power belongs to the people. I'm not inciting you to be violent. I'm inciting you to say enough is enough. We're not tolerating a broken system any longer. The church has the power and the church has to stand up and the church has to vote and the church has to bring change to this country. Say amen in Jesus' name. So watch the next three months. That's all I'm gonna say, civil society rise up in this country. But let me get to the message, okay? So this year you are going to move from chaos to order. I'll say it, kingdom order. And I say it loud and clear because this goes to Europe. 
not Davos order. Some corrupt people that are trying to control this world. And governments bow to them. Why? What has Africa bowed to? Agenda written outside of Africa. I'll never get my mind around it. So order creates stability we crave. But chaos presents opportunities. Opportunities for us to be problem solvers. For us to become creative. For us to change our world. Because when people run out of answers, that's the time for the church to stand up. You were not born for times of peace. You were born to be an agent of change. And that means the things that you have tolerated in your own life, enough. That pet sin that has controlled you, enough. Because my Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you. It's time for you to set in order everything in your life that is lacking, say a good amen. So in chaos, we learn about ourselves. We discover new ways to do things. We discover more about God. It's time for a new beginning. It's time for a rebirth. It's time for self-discovery, for Christ discovering. It's time to let go of your weakness and your blame and shame game and your victim mindset. Because living like a victim will change absolutely nothing. You have to step up in who God created you to be and take charge of your life and take charge of your mind and take charge of your physical body and take charge of your spirit. This year, you have to set your life in order. Listen to me. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So set your spiritual life in order. Get yourself a church and go to that church every Sunday. Get your family in the house of God. Read your Bible. Serve God with a passion in Jesus' name. Get your mind under control, your willpower. Get your emotions sorted out by the grace of God. Find a doctor. Get your marriage sorted out. Get your physical health sorted out. Stop putting everything down this hole and think you're not going to have a blood pressure problem. Go to the gym. Exercise. Live a happy life. Set things in order. Come on. 2023, somebody shout order. Uh, uh, people are waiting for things to change. And uh, I was listening to a, a, a psychologist that I follow, one of the most intelligent people alive on planet Earth. I like clever people. We all are clever and intelligent. And he said, all these studies that people have uh, taught people that you do these little mind games, etc., to develop your brain, etc., he says, nonsense. He says, if you want to stay young in your mind and you want to develop your mind, we're not talking about education. You have to be physically active. Studies have proven. You have to exercise. Go for a walk. Walk your dog. Not your husband, walk your dog. Don't get old before your time. Huh? This year you are going to be the best version of yourself. Say amen in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. I say it again. This year you are going to be the best version of yourself. You're going to leave that sad, sorry attitude behind. You're going to leave that blame mindset behind. And you are going to step up into God credit you to be and see the order of God, God's kingdom order come to your life. And we'll deal with it in the evenings with the young people, those habits, those sins that are controlling you. We're breaking those things over your life. In Jesus' name, you will live in holiness and purity and you will stand for God and you will serve God in your generation. Shout amen in Jesus' name.
So if things are chaotic, you are a candidate for something beautiful to happen in your life. Say amen in Jesus' name. So um, we have to be intentional about this family because no robot or no stoplight will fix itself. No pothole fixes itself. We talk about the potholes in your soul. The potholes in your legs. Ach, yeah, that was no lelijk geweest. Okay. Where did that come from? That wasn't a sanctified thought. Let me have a drink. I mean, the cell like, oh. <laughs> okay, ladies, don't be mad with me because men also have cellulite, okay? Have I lost you now? It's called too much cake, too much chocolate, and for some of you, too much alcohol. So you're going to get that drinking cabinet under control. You're going to have brandy wine in so good, nie. You're going to have me so good, nie. We have to be intentional. Listen, to bring order to our lives, it starts with self-mastery, which begins with your spiritual journey with God. So people that think they can serve God on and off, nonsense, doesn't exist. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Jesus Christ, as the custom was, on a Sabbath, He went to the synagogue. Today it would be the church. He didn't visit the church. He was planted in the church. Get your spiritual life sorted out. Stop bouncing around from church to church. Get planted. Get under leadership. Become accountable. Deal with your offenses. Set in order, Paul writes to Timothy or to Titus, the things that are lacking in the church, in your life, in your business. Some of you know it's time to set things in order in your business. Set in order things that are lacking in our municipalities, in our country. That's why May 1st next year is critical. And I pray to God and I'll say it this year, that every young person should register. Every South African should vote. Every South African should vote because your vote matters and your vote will show leaders in authority that they don't have the power, the people have the power. And at some stage, the people have to stand up and say, enough of this chaos in Jesus' name. Say Amen. Some of us have allowed chaos to reign in our lives far too long. You have good intentions, you want to change things, but things never get changed. This year by the grace of God, this year by the Spirit of God, this year by a renewed willpower, you are going to set things in order for the glory of God and you will thrive, not just survive. As believers, it's one of my, I don't want to use the word hate in the church, but one of my pet, um, what's the right English word, hate? is that Christianity thinks that all we are called to do is pray and sit on our backsides. Prayer is the starting point. We have to pray, but then we have to put our feet to work. We have to get our hands involved in social injustices. We have to become a voice to the voiceless. We cannot pray and do nothing. We have to pray and march if it means we have to march. We have to pray and go if it means we have to go. Are you listening to me? It wasn't prayer alone that changed this country. If Bishop Tutu was alive now, I wonder what he would have said. 
church very quiet right now about the chaos. But no more. And maybe you think a pastor shouldn't talk like this, but we're going to be louder about this. Because you can pray your prayer all you want to about God blessing your business. But if this country fails, your business fails with that. Because your business is tied up in the entire spectrum of South Africa. So we have to reform education. Listen to me. We have to reform the, 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 the medical institution, the clinics, etc. We have to reform uh, uh, jobs and the economy. We have to. Are you listening? We cannot just pray. That's the challenge with many Christians. We like the frog in the pot. The water is getting hotter and we think it's okay. Well, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here with my two baby frogs. You're all going to boil. At some stage, you have to jump out. At some stage, you have to use them legs. At some stage, you have to speak up in Jesus' name or you will be boiled. Little by little, your will will be broken. No more. I believe that God is going to activate the will of Christian will of Christians. I believe that God is going to stir you up in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your environment. God's going to call you to stand up, to arise and shine. Come on, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You were born for a time like this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You have to become sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have to get the hell in with the devil. You have to become tired of being the underdog and decide I'm going to be the top dog. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to rise up. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to be a difference maker in the name of Jesus Christ. And believe me, my brother, when you move, everybody else is going to move in your family. Say amen in Jesus' name. Not time for Kumbaya Christianity. Not time to burn incense at the altar. Or to ask your grandfather to help you. Yeah, fall out of your chair. We have to turn to the living God. And I'll talk about it tonight, the role of the church. Not to have a little gentle Jesus time on a Sunday while the world is a chaotic mess around us. Because that mess of Eskom is affecting all of you. It's destroying the economy. And the politicians display no willpower to resolve it. Zero. And tell me it's not spiritual. It's destroying your job, man. It's destroying the poor of the poor. And you just sit there and want to be loyal because of a struggle that took place 30 years ago. We face a different struggle today. It's destroying the heart of South Africa. It's destroying the people of South Africa. We have to stand up. Say amen in Jesus' name. People sometimes say you're too white to say that. Excuse me. I have a voice. Why is your black voice quiet? Because you want what? A handout from who? I, you know, at my age of 23, I don't have time to mess around, okay? 
I've done this for 37 years, every Sunday, four, five times a day. And if you think I'm going to sit here and pacify you so you can have a little goosebump, wrong church for you. My life is too important right now to pacify you into destruction. So it's time for change, radical change, which people hate. Time to take charge by the power of the Holy Ghost because God took charge. He wasn't overwhelmed by the darkness. He overcame the darkness. He didn't have a discussion about the darkness. He changed the darkness. He wasn't intimidated by the chaos. He brought the world He wanted in the midst of chaos. And believe me, I said this to the president. My final statement was, we can find solutions to this challenge. But give the people and the private sector the opportunity. Stop politicizing this and start employing the wrong people. And put people in power that can do the job. I don't care what the color of your skin is. Get the job done, fix the pothole. Get rid of the chaos. Fix the education. Oh, come on, you know what I'm saying is the truth. Say amen, we've had enough. Oh, some of you are as mad as a snake, but at least I'm doing what Jesus did because when Jesus preached, they said, they, 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 they gnashing on their teeth, people are so mad. Now you're not gnashing on your teeth because you've got veneers in and it's too expensive. but you're folding your arms. You've almost crushed your chest. God bless you. I'll pray for you in any case, for your ribcage. I'm just playing with you, okay? This is me having fun. Okay. So how are we going to bring order to our world? It's actually, that was my introduction. Here's the message. <laughs> By walking in dominion. Something that we don't even know what it is. We walk, walk, walk like beaten, scared dogs, inferior, feeling insignificant, because we actually don't know who we are. And I don't care what car you drive. I don't care whether you have money or no money. That's not the issue. The issue is who you are, who God created you to be. And by the way, it's not through evolution that you come from some amoeba proteus and you spilled out on a red rock and somehow grew little arms and legs and now you're a human being. No, my brother, my sister, you don't come from a chimpanzee. Some people believe that they are real monkeys. You don't come from that. You were created by God. You were created in the image of God. You were created in the likeness of God. You were created by God Himself. You were crowned ah, by God with glory and honour in the name of Jesus. You're not a loser, you're a winner. You're not the tail, you are the head. You were made God by God Himself. Same way Adam was made. In your mother's womb, God created you. Even if you don't know who your daddy is, your daddy is God. That's your daddy. He predestined you. He created you. Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, after He creates everything on the sixth day, He creates the crown of His creation, which is you and me. And He says, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. Somebody say dominion. No, 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 no. 
that's why you're not winning in life. It's like you're going to play a rugby game. You say, we're going to, you, you know, you're the captain. You say, you know, let's just get out there and give it our best. That's how I felt after this meeting this week. Nobody inspired confidence, Pastor Chris. Nobody stood there and told us, hey, we're going to sort out the problem. We're taking the bull by the horn and we're sorting it out. I said, you're inspiring no confidence that this crisis can be fixed. You're not talking to us with that you'll fix it. You're trying to make excuses. Now you're never gonna progress in your private life while you make excuses, while you blame somebody else. Hey, 22, I said this to the president as well, 2001, Eskom was the number one utility company in the world. So don't blame apartheid, get over it. Not, I, there's a lot of conversations to be had, but the apartheid people did not lead Eskom for the last 28 years. Get it in your head once and for all. Now nobody wants to clap because you don't like truth. I mean, if I give the horse to you and you climb on the horse and you ride it over the cliff, you rode the horse over the cliff. You have the reins. I don't have the reins. I gave you the reins. Is it so difficult to figure out? Huh? So you want the reins, fix it. Or we'll put people that will fix it. The people will vote the people that will fix it. I know this is not going to be popular and I'll now have my Facebook censored and I'll have the security on me and everybody. I don't care. I'm so beyond caring because if we do not become radical, there's going to be no change in our country. Hear me carefully. Zero. Nothing. Trying to walk on eggs around everybody. So God creates us in His image, in His likeness, and He gives us dominion. In verse 27, the Bible says, So God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created him, male and female, both, right? Men and women. He created a male and He created a female. God. Male and female, God created them. I'm just reading the Bible, I said nothing. You want to fight, go fight with God. You go take the Bible and you go, you argue with God. You go, don't come and argue me, don't send me your hate mail. Because I'm just going to throw the Bible back at you. I didn't write this, I just read it. There it is, there, in the Bible. I didn't write that. Then God blessed them. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that next week, the power of the blessing. Then God blessed them. The first thing God did was He blessed them. Come on, lift your hand today and say, I am blessed. Say it three times. Say it, I'm blessed. Say it. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Now remember, this is just after chaos, after there was emptiness and nothing. So there's nothing in the world and God blesses them 
and God says, now you can create a business out of nothing. You can create something beautiful out of nothing. You can create a child out of nothing. You can create your future out of nothing with the blessing of God. Amen. And He said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. He says, subdue it. Not people. Circumstances. Adversity. Chaos. We are not designed by God to be subdued. We are not designed or created by God to be overwhelmed by chaos, by circumstances, by adversity. Hey, we hail from God. We come from God. We were created in the image of God. We were born to overcome whatever the world throws our way. We were created to have dominion. We were created to subdue circumstances, adversity, everything that comes against us. The greater one lives on the inside of us by the power and the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. We can subdue the works of darkness and the plans of the enemy. Shout amen. Somebody in this place in Jesus' name. And then God says a second time, and He says, have dominion. So God creates us to imitate Him, not to be overwhelmed by darkness and chaos, but to overcome it, not to be conquered, but to conquer. Not to roll over, but to take over. Not to run away, but to stand up, to face Goliath, to face the challenges. That's why this is the greatest country to be alive in because of the challenges. The greater the darkness, the greater the light, the greater the opportunities, the greater the chaos, the greater the opportunities for you and for me by the power of the Holy Ghost. I have to say that because right there in the beginning was the Spirit of God. You're not gonna create uh, order from chaos without the Holy Spirit. You have to walk with the Holy Spirit like this, amen. The breath of God, the Ruach of God, the power of God, the wind of God following the instructions of God, bringing life to death. So the first thing God gives Adam is dominion, which means control. <laughs> you know, people are out of control. They've lost dominion. They set the alarm clock to go to gym. I pick on it because I go to gym, okay? So I'm safe there. And um, they push it and they don't go. Control. You have to control yourself. You, you can't, stop a bird flying over your head but you can stop him from nesting there I used to say from pooping on you until I was on a bike trip and I sat in little Switzerland and there was this massive hardy dar and they big they, they poop big okay and I sat there and the next minute was bam 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 Pastor Andre was with me and it was all this blessing it was like rain it wasn't a dove okay it was like like from a black jacket to a white jacket. Spotted jacket. Looked like a Dalmatian instantly. So it means to be in control. So I have to take charge of my life. Please listen to me. Because if we, if, if we do not take dominion here, we're never gonna take dominion out there. If we don't control here, we're not gonna control there. If we don't order our minds, our thoughts, our conversation, Whoso offers praise to God and orders his conversation right, him I will show the salvation of God. You have to order your conversation. You can't have a loose tongue. You have to order your thoughts. You can't have wild thoughts running around. You have to order. It's like people say things, they say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. No, you did. You've lost control of your tongue, honey. 
Ela é uma clap. You can't say what you want to say. You have to control your tongue. And sometimes you just have to go. But but watch what you say. Order your mind. Order your emotions. Order your health. Order your diet. Order your conversation. Order your business. Order your staff. Bring order. That means control. You lose control, you're out of control. That's not rocket science. You lose control little by little. That's why if we allow one light to be broken, then there's going to be two, then three, then five, then, then eventually there's darkness. You have to control your world because God created you firstly to control your world, which is you. Then your house can't look like a garbage can. Your car can't look like a dump yard. You can't have three weeks ago's um, tobacco and, and marijuana and, I mean, uh, wrong crowd. Um, and beer bottles, I mean, uh, I mean church, I forgot. Um, in Kentucky, there's no order. I don't want to climb in your car and smell yesterday's meal. Order. Your cupboard. Your furniture. The word dominion means supremacy. Supremacy. <laughs> That's what the church has forgotten. We're above, man. We're not under this world. We're above. We set in heavenly places far above. People want to talk down on us, but we have to refuse people talking down on us. We are the church of Jesus Christ and we are risen with Christ in great glory and honor. And we are seated in heavenly places with Christ far above all principality, power, might. Oh, come on, say amen. I'm talking about you. You were not created to be under the weather. You were created to be above circumstances. You were created for supremacy, not arrogance. Bible says the righteous is better than his neighbor. That means you should be more on time. That means you should smell better. That means you should carry yourself better. That means you should have dignity. That means your excellence should be better. That means your quality of workmanship should be superior, should be of good quality. People should say, I can't afford to lose that person in Jesus' name. That's how God created you. That's dominion. Dominion is not waiting for a social grant. Dominion is saying, okay, I have no other means of income. I accept that, but I'm not staying here. I'm going to qualify myself. I'm going to do something. I'm going to ascend. I'm going to be supreme. I'm going to rise to the top. Say amen in Jesus' name. Come on. And then to, uh, to, to dominion means dominance. Now, not men dominating women at GBV as a result of that. That's disgusting. Remember, men and women were created equal. So Christ liberated women 2,000 years ago. God never created females inferior to males. That's a fallacy. And to say that women are not as skillful as men is the biggest lie. Maybe if women were empowered, we would not have potholes. You know, people talk about white businesses that do black window dressing. A lot of people just do women window dressing. 
Don't really empower women. Should I take it further? No, you're not ready for it. It's too early in the year. So you were created for dominion in every area of your life. Supremacy, ascendancy, control. So let's start there. An honor to talk to you on television. You know, go back to two weeks sermon. God's created you to be there, not the tail. He has crowned you with glory and honor. He loves you, as do we. God bless you. Amen. Give them a hand clap. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just lift our hands. Lifting our hands is a sign of surrender. Say, Father, here I am. I need you more in my life. We heard our pastor preach this morning, chaos to order. This morning, as you're standing there, as you listen to our pastor, you realized the church is the hope of the world. Jesus is the answer, but I don't know Him. This morning, we want to give you that opportunity. We never end a service without giving someone the opportunity to make their life right with God. This morning is your morning. Maybe you've vacillated. Maybe you've even backslidden. Maybe you've gone back to your old ways, your old way of living, your old way of believing. This morning is an opportunity for you right there where you are to say, Father, here I am. I realize chaos. My life was in chaos. I need you to bring back order in my life. If that is you this morning, I'm talking to you and we're asking you, make right with God. We don't have infinite opportunities. We don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow may bring. We don't know what an hour from now will bring. There's an urgency when it comes to making our lives right with God. So this morning, without any further ado, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving in this place is a sign of respect for what God is doing in people's lives. Believers praying. If you know that you're not right with God or if you're not even sure, am I right with God? I'm talking to you right now. God has got a plan. God has got a purpose with your life. Let's not play church and nothing changes. When we leave here, we want to leave here differently than the way we came. This morning is your morning to make right with God, to come back like that prodigal son. The father was waiting every day. He was looking, waiting, knocking at the door of your heart. This morning I'm talking to you. If you want to make right with God, we want to pray a prayer with you. Just quickly, right there where you are, if I'm talking to you, if there's an uneasiness in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit pressing on your heart, knocking on the door of your heart to make right with God. If that is you this morning, just quickly raise up your hand so we can know who to pray for. Quickly, in Jesus' name, raise your hand. Say, Father, here I am. I need prayer. I need to make right with you this morning. I want to give you that opportunity right now. Hands raised up on the balcony. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right here, down here, if you need to make right with God, lift up your hand. Say, Father, here I am. Jesus declared and died for you publicly. He said, if you announce me before men, I will announce you before my Father. Last time before I pray, if you know 
There's an uneasiness in your heart. You need to make right with God. Quickly, raise up your hand in Jesus' Name. It is our greatest privilege on behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Ad, to be here this morning and share this very, very special moment with you. There is no greater moment in a person's life than the moment we decide to give our hearts to Jesus. Amen. And we get to share that moment with you this morning. What a privilege. Thank you. Amen. Would you just be so kind? We're just going to lead you in a simple prayer. We believe that that's going to be the start of an awesome journey that you're going to have with God. We're going to take your hand as a family. We're going to help you, disciple you, show you every, or show you the ropes, amen, to have this relationship with God. So if you would just be so kind, just put your hand on your heart. Congregation, you can stretch out your hands to them. Let's just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again for my sin. Today, I give my heart to you. Come into my life. Make me a new person. Thank you that I can believe your promise, that I am new, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you that the old is gone and the new has come. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says a big amen. There's a party in heaven over you guys. The souls that are being added to the kingdom of God. Amen. We are very, very, very excited to walk this journey with you. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.